It was Kol Nidrei in Bardichev. The Bardichev Rebbe was standing at the Omad, wearing a kittel and a large talus thrown over his head. The shul was packed as everyone waited for the chazan in Kol Nidre. But the chazan was not beginning Kol Nidre. The Bardichev Rebbe was taking a very long time. The atmosphere became even more tense as the silence continued. Something must be wrong. What could it be? Suddenly, from the Rebbe's lips, burst a deep sigh, and the Kehila trembled. Then, the Rebbe grew silent again, and everyone felt uneasy and deeply concerned, but no one knew what to do or what to say. Finally, the Bardicheva Rebbe, Rabbi Levi Yitzchak, turned and faced the Kehillah, and in a loud voice he called out, If there is anyone here from the town of Pilova, let them step forward. And, from a far corner of the shul, a timid-looking person stepped forward uncertainly and walked up to the Bardicheva Rebbe. Are you actually from Pilova? asked the Bardicheva Rebbe. No, Rebbe, I live in the village of Ravnitz, which is next to Pilova. But I have a dairy farm in Ravnitz, and I take my dairy every day to sell in the market of Pilova. So I know every man, woman, and child in Pilova, and I know everything that is going on there. Excellent, answered the Rebbe. So in that case, you must know the Poritz of Pilova, Count Shatrinsky. Yes, indeed, I know him very well, Holy Rebbe, answered the Jew from Ravnitz. The Kehila was listening to this strange conversation, wondering what it all meant. Well, if you know the Poritz Shatrinsky, you will also know about his huge dog. Tell me all that you know about how the Poritz obtained this dog and where the dog is now, asked the Rebbe. That's easy for me to tell you. It's well known that the Poritz Count Shatrinsky goes to the French Riviera every winter to play in the casinos. He is a great gambler. On one of his trips to the French Riviera, he took a fancy to a huge dog he saw there, which is the size of a calf, and he brought it back with him to Pilova. The Poritz paid about 1,800 gold ruble for him, so no one was surprised when the Poritz ordered a golden doghouse to be made for him and fed the dog from golden dishes. The Jew from Ravnitz paused and the Rebbe gestured that he should continue. To the surprise of all of the people of Pilova, the Count's dog was suddenly seen to be roaming around the town, not only free, but apparently stray, with no one taking care of him. This no one could understand, knowing what enormous expense the Poritz had gone to get the dog and to house the dog. Then, 
the reason became known. It appears that the dog had been trained to wait politely and patiently for his meal to be fed to him. One day, however, the Count took it into his head to feed the dog himself instead of the dog's keeper. Unfortunately, the dog forgot about his training, and he jumped at the Puddits' hand, snatching the piece of meat that the Puddits was holding. The Puddits became beside himself with rage. He grabbed hold of his riding crop and beat the huge dog, screaming, To the devil with you! Get out of my sight! To think I wasted all that precious gold, and all I have for my money is a common hound such as wanders the streets of Pilova all day long. The servants of the Count dared not disobey their master's commands and were compelled to see that the dog never came near the Puritz's mansion again. And so the poor dog now wanders about the town, homeless and ownerless, forced to find his food where he can and when he can. People who might normally have taken pity on the poor animal and given it a little food are afraid to do so now in case they bring the Count's rage and anger upon themselves. As the Jew from Ravnitz concluded his strange story, the face of the Bardicheva Rebbe filled with relief. Turning his eyes heavenward, the Rebbe called out in a joyous voice, You see? You see what sort of a person this Poritz Shatrinsky is? By no means can he be considered capable of an act of kindness. It was only to satisfy a whim of the moment that he spent all that gold to buy the dog and to surround it with such luxury. No wonder that when he grew tired of it all, he was ready to give it away to the first person who would ask him for it. If a Jew in Poland had had all that money, they would have known how to use it for worthy purposes, much worthier than wasting it on gambling and gold kennels and gold bowls. Yes, indeed, for so many charitable deeds would they have used this precious money. Then, in the midst of a hushed silence, Rabbi Levi Yitzchak of Bardichev began to sing the holy melody of Kol Nidre in a voice that filled the shul and penetrated every last heart. On Matzayim Kippur, the Rebbe called a few of his Talmidim into his private study and told them what had happened. In the town of Metrov, near Krok, said the Rebbe, there is a certain Jew who has a daughter whom he was anxious to get married. Whilst he is a Jew of excellent character and reputation, he is unfortunately very poor Loyalenu. There is a Bacher in the same town who was ready and willing to marry the Jew's daughter, but he too could not marry unless the girl's father would help him financially. As the father of the young girl was eager to get this Bachar for a son-in-law, he realized that he would have to go out to the various Jewish communities and ask people to donate to the cause of Hachnosas Kala so that the young couple could get married. Now, this would have normally not been a problem, but the girl's father 
is a quiet, timid man, used to a life of poverty, and he's never complained and never asked for help from anybody all his life. So it was a difficult task, and it went about as well as could be expected, because wherever he went, he did such a feeble job of telling his story and asking for the necessary help that hardly anyone stayed long enough to hear him out and give him anything. And as for the few exceptional cases that did, the money he received was so little that it barely covered the expenses of his journey. Finally, tired and discouraged, he began to journey homewards. Just before reaching Mechov, a feeling of despair took hold of him that he had failed. He hadn't raised the money for his daughter, and she wouldn't get married to this bacher. He flung himself weeping on a fallen tree trunk. By a strange coincidence, continued the Bredichevar the Poritz Count Shatrinsky happened to be riding by. Noticing the huddled figure of a man, shaking with sobs, the Poritz's curiosity made him ask the man what his troubles were. Poor Jew told his sad story to the Poritz about how he was unable to raise the money for his daughter's chasana. Huh, said the Poritz. Some fine Jewish brothers you have. Kind-hearted, are they? Well, I'll show them that the Poritz of Pilova, Count Shatrinsky, is kinder to a Jew than they are. How much money do you need to get your daughter nicely married? Here, I will write you a note. Take it to my manager. He will give you a doghouse made of gold and some golden dishes and bowls. You sell those, you will have plenty of money to marry off your daughter. I have no use for those things anyway. As for your daughter, tell her this is a wedding gift from the Poritz Count Shatrinsky. And now, goodbye. And off he rode. And the chasana actually took place on Erev Rosh Hashanah, said the Rebbe. And you can imagine the joy of the young couple and their parents. And not only was there rejoicing here on earth, but also... In Shemaim, the Malachim were jubilant. Suddenly, in the middle of the heavenly Simcha, the Satan appeared. I protest, he shouted. How can you Malachim rejoice? And how can the Abishter show mercy to the Jews at this solemn time of Tishrei when they have shown no mercy to a fellow Jew? And it had to be left to a non-Jew to save this poor man and his daughter so that she could get married. Unfortunately, said the Rebbe, the accusation of the Sutton had an effect, and as Yom Kippur approached, I was desperate. It looked like the gates of the Bezdin Shalmila were closing, for no one had yet been able to defend the Jews against this charge. As you all know, we were saved just in time by the story told to me by the good Jew from Ravnitz, and by God's good grace, the gates of the heavenly court were flung wide open, and our kol filois rose right up and were accepted by Hashem. 